0: The recruiting segments that are going to start coming forth officially begins, oh, I don't know, probably right about now.
1: You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I will be the host today as we take this uh, this crash course on what we have going on in the transfer and recruiting market. And luckily, uh, we are available on every single uh, podcasting platform as well as obviously on YouTube. And today I have the pleasure of bringing, it, bringing in somebody that was kind of it, it, at the forefront, uh, to the new space that you see, which we'll talk about the Twitter side of it in a minute. But I'm honored to bring Pokeboy on <laughs> from PokeScoop to help us kind of dia- diagram some of what is happening in the transfer market. So, hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Cody.
1: Thanks for having me on today. And definitely from me and everyone at PokeScoop, appreciate all that you do for Oklahoma State, and uh, we love everything you do on the Twitter side and all all over the podcast, and uh, as well as Locked On for Oklahoma State. So thank you.
0: Oh no problem. I greatly appreciate it. So real quick, just kind of give the the, the the people a rundown. Uh, obviously, Poke Scoop is something that's that's somewhat new, right? But Absolutely. how did it kind of get to the evolutionary process of okay, we're gonna we're gonna go live with some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we started as a group of four of us, um, kind of just long, lifelong fans. Um, talk about it every single day, all day. You know, it's a huge distraction to anything we're trying to do. So we decided we're going to, you know, siphon some time for it and, you know, really kind of focus on it. So it started really small, just with Twitter and Twitter spaces and just kind of generating interactions from fans, but eventually mm-hmm. grew to where. You know now we're interacting with o state all day uh you know pretty much all day every day and that's and whole, know,
0: that's the whole point in the irony in the name yeah exactly
1: <laughs> no no it's 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 so true but uh, you know a lot of other a lot of other fans and and people you know started reaching out to us saying hey I really like you know the the ability to get in you know a Twitter space which is just a live Twitter meeting um, right, right right anybody who can join anybody can you know asked to speak up or or say something in the chat and when um when poke fans get together and they start you know having conversations and getting opinions and going back and forth that's where you know we found our bread and butter so um to just basically give the people the opportunity to chat with each other um so bringing pokes pokes together from all over the world all over the u.s everything so um everybody cares man
0: you know, it, it is ironic you say that, right? So because we were talking about earlier, and obviously I brought it up last night. Um, the the Oklahoma State side of things, you have to dig for information, right? So if you're if you're somebody that, that, that's a diehard and you got to be out there working your tail off, you really don't have time to to, to sit back and read Go Pokes or uh, o- State Illustrated or Orange Power or the Daily Ocali or the Oklahoman or the Tulsa World. So to be able to acquire all the Oklahoma State information, that's what you have to do. You have to read all seven of these publications to get all the little nuggets, right? And it's crazy because we've had a massive amount of success. Uh, you've heard me say before, we're kind of like the Oregon of the Midwest. And that comparison has been happening since, what, 2010, right? And, and, and to a lot of degrees, it's true. And it starts with the success and the uniforms, uh, but I would argue that I'm pretty sure if you looked at record-wise, we're pretty pretty close, if not even uh, almost ahead of Oregon, as far as consistency in the last 20 years, right? Yes. But for some reason, you can type in Oregon recruiting and Oregon whatever, and you can find podcast after podcast after podcast. But for Oklahoma State, it's not that way. You have to go read to acquire all the information. So that, that's, that was my directive is to be like, okay, cool. We need to be able to, as fans, acquire all of this information. We need to know what's going on because if if that's the case, we can help market the university.
2: And it's crazy crazy to me
0: when when people say that fans don't play a hand in it. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? The the fans nowadays, due to this social media market, fans have a big hand in what these dudes do and and don't do and see and read and don't read.
1: And that's that's highly evident, and um, what we see this this nil nil collective, you know that that Oklahoma State has, and I know a lot of other schools hasn't, but uh, it's amazing what these fans have accomplished. I think we're we're north of three million at this point, um, so uh, that's 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 impressive, and it speaks to the you know the the base of the alumni here at Oklahoma State, uh, and how much they care and how much they can affect um, things. But you are you are highly correct that. You know, it's a very fragmented process to try to find out what's going on within the program. So we have learned, you know, in these in these first, you know, first few steps of, of what we're doing at Scoop that it takes all day, like you said, to go through all that stuff and and you can stay on all day. So I I wish we would have got the uh, the all day title before you picked it up. But uh, you got I, it. You I, just I do
0: do what I can. Yeah. Well, and to, to me, it was just so, so simplistic, right? Because the same as you, like, <clears throat> even when I was, you know, working, a, a, another job, well, I would, all I was doing was researching O state all day. All day. And, <laughs> and then, you know, I'm trying to talk to people that, that, that really don't even know what Oklahoma state is, where Oklahoma state is. Right. And, and so obviously they're not going to have the same level of emotion attached to it. So I do get a lot of times like Cody, why are you? Why are we talking about Oklahoma State University? I'm like, dude, just because you got to listen. Hold on, hold my beer. Listen to this real quick. So it's crazy how the the process has kind of uh, evolved uh, into where it is and how it is. But again, it's all for the sake of spreading information. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you, you got some places that I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see the competitional side of it because. Every bit of O oh, State News, we can get a little bit of everywhere, as long as it's accurate, uh-huh. right? Yep. Then it does nothing but help the university because it strengthens the fan base. And just like I, I get on the, the the daggone soapbox sometimes about Gundy's uh, inability at times to to you know progress with the media, right? Sometimes he's awesome and he's doing one-handed push-ups and he's talking about winning and scoring and driving down the field. But then sometimes he's like, oh, I don't do that. I don't talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna do that right here. So sometimes it, it is slightly it is slightly frustrating that if you don't if you don't explain what's going on, it's hard for fans to get more engaged. Like that's the beauty of Mike Boynton and JC Hoyt. When they give an interview, you have to watch. And they and- tell you what's going right at practice, what's what's going wrong at practice, what they failed at, what plays they ran that didn't work. Right, they, they give you in depth analysis on what's happening. So even in a loss, you're like, "All right, we may have lost, but I, I I'm I'm tracking where where Mike Bolton's going. I'm Which tracking person? where JC Hoyt's going. To, sometimes to, Gunny doesn't do that, and not to so sometimes we have to be that voice.
1: Exactly, and not to take it off O oh, State, but that was the beauty of Mike Leach as well. Um, oh yeah, know,
0: good was, good segue.
1: He was a uh, you know highly highly honest, transparent. And, um, I definitely saw, saw a lot of your stuff this week about, about that. So I thought that was a good, Thanks. good tribute. And, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope it, I hope they keep running stuff on ESPN and all these different, you know, sports networks all week. Cause yeah. for a while now, actually, I know he got named, you know, uh, football that they named, you know, how, uh, big cat gives up the, you know, football guy award. So, yes, it, yes, it, yes. yes. Mike Leach football guy. So I think that was, uh, a nice honor, but it goes back to transparency with the media and, you know, I'm, I'm a bit younger than you. So I, I guess my first, my first, you know, big Gundy moment was I'm a man, I'm 40. And, and I really don't know what it was like before that, but I hear it was honestly, you know, he's pretty good with the media prior to that. And I think that was maybe a moment that might've lost some trust.
0: Well, I think it was primarily due to the fact that it wasn't a, a constant thing. Right, it, 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 Oklahoma State wasn't constantly in the light, so yeah. you didn't know as much, and you, you got to take into consideration Gundy's first year. We went what, like three and seven? It was yeah. absolutely atrocious. So when, when when you start off that way, it's and you and you're getting the keys to the kingdom from somebody that's like as iconic as a Les Miles. Yeah. You know, I understand why there's not as much um, understanding of of how those years went, but but. That's, again, why I love what we're doing is because we get to blast from the past quite often. And it does, it adds that nostalgic uh, effect to the fan base. To me, that's important. The more we can tell people, like, when when people are like, Oklahoma State doesn't send our running backs to the NFL, you're like, okay, cool. Except for Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas uh, and you and Joe Randall was really, really good. K- Kendall Hunter was really good. Justice Justice Hill's finally getting his shot. Jalen Warren's obviously a beast. Chris Carson was a beast. Tyreek Hill ended up being converted to wide receiver. It's just, it pe- when people say, oh, State doesn't have running backs, it's like, no, you got to talk about the Tatum Bells. You got to talk about the Vernon Morensies. You got to talk about those dudes because they're the, the keys that gave us the Kendall Hunters and the Joe Randall's and the Chris Carson's and the Tyreek Hills. It just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, speaking of blasts from the past, uh, real quick, uh, I got to tell the fine people all over the country that today we are brought to you partially by Bet Online. You already know that betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from college to football. College football, pro football, to bowl season football, to basketball, to World Cup soccer. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love podcasts, definitely got you covered there as well. We're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more right now. Bet online. It is where the game starts. And here on Locked On Oklahoma State, we're only here to guide you in the right direction. All right, man. So now let's do a little dive into some of the recruiting stuff. Isn't it funny that two weeks ago we were ranked like number 78 in America in recruiting? Yeah. And not that number 50 is anything to write home about. I'm not saying that it is. But to go from damn near 80 all the way down now to 50 – it shows you that something is moving in the right direction. Now, losing Jabbar Muhammad, just like Mason Cobb, yeah. it's a big kick in the in it's a big kick in the stomach, man. It, you didn't see it coming. No. And honestly, right before the bowl, it's a little later than normal. So I'm hearing Jabbar was back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. So I have a feeling, right? You in this industry, you have to say allegedly. It's a word you gotta, you know, It just it is what it is. But (laughs) I would say, allegedly, just like um, uh, Jark Bernard Combers, right? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm going to rock and roll. Oh, snap. There's a bag of cash. I can do this. I can't say for certain, and neither can anybody else. But at the moment, that's what it appears, right? So now now that's three big losses. He's, He's there with Cobb. And Spencer Sanders, obviously, is a decent loss. But speaking of Spencer Sanders... I've been diving into film like a madman. Yesterday, I, I went down the rabbit hole. It was fun, right? But if if you take into consideration that we have people like a Brendan Armstrong, the, the Virginia transfer, right. he is their all-time leading passer in the history of, of Virginia University. He has almost like 9,600 yards, right? i love to hear that. Well, he's, he's a lefty, but he, here's what he is. He's... A direct replica of Spencer Sanders. No no joke, no doubt, to the to the T. But he's left-handed, and he likes to chunk it deep a little bit more. Well, when I say a little bit more, I mean a lot more. Yeah. And then you also have Grayson McCall that supposedly got us in his, like, top three to five right now, yeah? Yeah. The, the Six-foot-three, 210-pounder from Coastal Carolina. And everybody remembers Coastal Carolina's 2021 season was epic, along with Liberty's, right? So that, these are some kids that are considering coming in. Do you think that both of these guys, Grayson McCall, or even if you went with the, the uh, Brendan Armstrong, yeah. do you think either one of them, um, how many steps above Garrett Rangel would you say those, those two would be?
1: Man, it, it's kind of, it's, I, I haven't done as deep of a dive as you did on Brendan's film. Uh, so I need to, I need to check that out. And, and same with, uh, same with mccall but i think Roger. you know uh, i think what we saw out of Rangel, we like but i mean when you mentioned to me he's the all-time leading pastor that that kind of it says enough from uva um to come in here and win that starting job and deserve that starting job from the minute and truly hope that you know because because we would only get how, how many? We get one year out of Brennan, right? Uh, it would just be. Many, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So. I, I hope that would not be too discouraging, and I and I was very proud of the way you know I saw Rangel handle himself as far as getting swapped in and out as as kind of that that injury right. report was stacking up with Spencer and uh, same with Gundy as well. So right. um, I I'm proud of Rangel, but you know if if we do get a guy like Brennan. I want him to learn from Brennan, uh, but also realize that he's going to be in charge of this offense as soon as you know whoever we get yeah. could it be Brennan? Could it, whoever comes in next? So um, honestly, I, I I I can't speak to the to the rankings ladder, but it sounds like
0: Tracking.
1: sounds like he's currently head and shoulders above. Um, but I know you know he's facing a different a different kind of defense uh, than you would find in the Big Twelve. So um, one thing I will say, as you mentioned that. The uh, Jabbar Muhammad is. I go back to the fact that right after you know we lost Cobb, pretty much um, it wasn't it wasn't immediate. It was a few days, maybe even a week um, that we brought in. We got Justin Wright, so we back yes. to that. Um, yes. And I think you know, I think it speaks to Oklahoma State, and you know, people saying a lot about you know how Gundy said he's not a portal guy, but I, I don't know who's right. pulling the strings and sending the offers on the back end, but you know we offered that cb from uh boston college can't remember his name right now but same exact Mayor.
0: yeah yeah um stevon johnson senior actually sent me a message as soon as you know we, he we, he announced that he got an offer from o state he sent me a message saying that that dude is certified legit so if it comes from somebody who travels the country yeah watching football every day then i think i'm going to i think i'm going to go with uh he would be a good get. you're right and <laughs> Yeah. Darius Webb Jr. Oh my Lanta bro, this guy, he's a Earth. flipping flying missile, right? So this is the biggest thing to me, right? And, and and I love the fact that you're seeing a transition. In my opinion, in in Gundy or, or like you said, whoever somebody in in behind the closed door said, "Hey Gundy." we understand that you're here to develop dudes and we love it. We get it. We're with it. Right. We want the legacy guys. We want the Brock Martins and, and Malcolm Rodriguez is of the world. We want that. But at the same time, it just, it's a new age and, and, and and you have to capitalize. Yeah. So I do believe that somehow, some way, somebody got in Gundy's ear enough for him to be like, you know what? You're right. Let's hit this thing. Let's use the brand that we have, the logo that we have and see what we can do with it. And, it seems to be working now. Are we going to have a top five, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty class? Probably not. But yeah, my biggest thing is we are feeling needs immediately. Oh yeah, right? it's immediate.
1: It's just that's the great part that I'm that I'm seeing on my end, and and uh, honestly, it makes me proud. I was I was really nervous headed into this this season of Oklahoma State football. Um, you know, kind of the back nine here, uh, and. I was really nervous but I'm I'm not freaking out as much as I thought I was going to be. So I don't know if you're the if I don't know if you're in the same boat though.
0: Well, I no not really, simply because okay, so when uh and, and I think this this does play a big differentiation yeah. between a lot of different things when you're talking about the, doing the analyst type of job, right? Um when you do the the film stuff, the youth we had, even K State KU. <clears throat> Talent was not an issue. Speed was not an issue. Tracking things down sideline, sideline, not an issue, right? The issue was we were filling the wrong areas of the field. That was it. So instead of getting like more cerebral-guided, cerebrally-guided guys, these transfers that we've brought in are nothing but, nothing but corn-fed, corn-bred, I'm going to sock you in the mouth over yeah. and over. Every position, every position we're bringing in right now is nothing but smash-mouth dudes. Like, I'm expecting the the, the the level of play to increase. I'm also expecting a few more 15-yarders, and I'll take it. Yeah, Just like I said with Spencer Sanders, if you have 15 picks, oh, not good. But if it comes with 63 touchdowns, all right. Good Thank on you. It. And that's the only reason I would I would go slightly over. I would choose Brennan Armstrong over Grayson McCall because I, I view this as Grayson McCall is more of a painter, right? He's fitting windows. He's squeezing it in. He's got a, a nice high tight release. <clears throat> but Armstrong, he's a gamer like Spencer right he's just a pure athletic gamer but he loves 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 to go deep we haven't had somebody that wants to throw the trigger down the field 60% of the time since Mason Rudolph yep like this dink and dunk stuff does not work if your route concepts are super simplistic and to yep. me that's kind of been the issue and then and then you know we lose Dominic Richardson i don't think that's big of a deal we have DeAndre Jackson coming back. We have obviously Ollie Gordon coming back. Jade Nixon, and then we got to talk about Sean Tyler, my guy. Have you seen what that guy has done with his Washington or with his uh, Western Michigan film stuff?
1: I love it. I love it's, it. It's,
0: it's crazy.
1: Yeah, those pictures so, like in the snow are awesome.
0: Just like the massive six foot seven, two hundred ninety five pound. I uh, what uh tackle we got from North Texas yeah. from Prague, Oklahoma. So when Oki coming back home, yeah. It's it's so funny when people are like, Oh, good job, Oki Light, Okie State, what the heck ever. You guys are having to get guys from Texas State. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But just like Sean Tyler at Western Michigan ran for over a thousand yards two seasons in a row, that's hard to do in practice. Absolutely. That's hard to do against a scout team, right? And How then of that you have- list
1: of, uh of those kind of, you know, you said Joe Randall, you know, Kendall Hunter, like what archetype would you compare him best to personally on, on your end that, that you see him filling, you know, the memories of old O-State fans? Like, is, is he more of like a, you know, Chris Carson punch it in your mouth or Joe Randall, you know, weave behind so, the
0: tables? I, I like going old school, right? Um, and, it, okay, so he has a little bit of an upright running style, just like Dom has, Yeah. But he's a lot quicker, a lot shiftier. The Dumbs dumb issue was he didn't always see green grass, right? And again, in the zone blocking scheme, that's kind of what you're looking for. Sean Tyler fits that mold. So we're going to have another Jaden Nixon. So now we have two Lightnings to go with our two or three other Thunders. Exactly. So I think the mixture at running back next year will be significantly, write it down, significantly better than this season. Yeah. Dundee's loyalist nature to give Dom the ball over and over and over and over and over and over. It's commendable. It's respectable. We love it. But he was not the best running back on the team. Like every single time Jaden Nixon got the ball, he did not go backwards. Never, ever, never, never, now, never. Right? And we re-relegated him to the screen game, and that's the funny part. The latter half of the season, when they, when dudes saw Jaden Nixon on the field, right, they knew there was like seventy sh- percent shot it was going to be a screen, and they still couldn't stop him.
1: Yeah, and I, I'll admit I was a little bit late to, you know, the Jaden Nixon party, and it took until that Baylor game that, you know, he took he took that kickback that uh, I was like, okay, this dude's here, he's arrived, he's staying, and you know this is this is his zone, so let's let's face. Yeah.
0: I think it's going to be good. And, and again, this Sean Tyler guy—if we can rotate three or four running backs, which it looks like we're easily going to be able to do, yeah. especially when they offset each other—that was the issue with D- Dom or 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 even somebody like a DeAndre coming back was, if you have a bunch of rocks, right, and a bunch of hammers, well, sometimes sometimes you need to, the, the guy that can slither in between. And if yeah. you don't have enough of that. It's hard to manipulate the offense right and I'll tell you another thing again we're gonna get we're gonna get back to these dudes we got coming in um, and, and, and and then we got to talk about just the way that, that that we've pieced this thing together so quickly and why the number of it is not that big of a deal right It just it is what it is. So real quick, Real brief, we just got to jump in here and we got to tell the fine folks again back home about our other sponsor for the day which is N H T S A. And guys, this is something that's kind of helping us all drive sober or get pulled over. This is the the thing that you kind of question when you go out at night, right? I, and and again, I'm not saying y'all have done it because y'all are awesome, but Sometimes you're just hanging out with buddies. You have a few too many drinks. And because you've done it before and you think you can do it again and you want to bounce and you want to head out, sometimes it's better to just call for a ride, right? There's there's no need to be like, no, nah, I live nearby. It's okay. I've done this before. What are the odds? Maybe slim. But even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. Lose your job. Or you can total your car and kill somebody. See, the escalation of events is not what you or anybody else should experience. So we all know the risks of driving drunk, right? And we all know that this is why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers to make the road safer, to save more lives. So if you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, go ahead, get a ride. Guys, Uber and Lyft and all these places have taken off and, and what they can do. Uh, so again, drive sober or get pulled over. It can happen so easily, so quick. When you're out with buddies or coworkers, it only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. So play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. And again, never forget, drive sober or get pulled over. There's there's just no need, no need anymore, right? With all these Lyft companies and all that fun jazz, there's no need. Okay, so the unique thing to me and when people say, Oh, stay only has the number 50 recruiting class. It's like, okay, that's cute. That's good. That's great. But what we're doing is filling gaps. Like I said, we're bringing in dudes that want to smash your face in.
1: And we're doing it quickly.
0: So whenever you bring in a Justin, Wright, boom, that quick. And like, you've probably heard on the show when he jumped on was, that was a great, be real. The, the, the best fit for him, hands down, was Iowa State because of the way that ACOC runs his defense. Justin Wright is used to a 3-3-5. That's what he's been in. That's what Montgomery wanted to do. So he knows everything about it. That's what Iowa State runs. And Iowa State runs the 3-3-5 better than almost anybody in the United States of America. So it would have been a great fit for him. He chose the bigger challenge. The bigger challenge was going to a two-linebacker system. Right? You do the math. That's one less linebacker position that people normally have, which means more playing time. So if he's coming to O state, he's coming because he knows that he can help Xavier Benson and Nick Martin. uh, And maybe even maybe we get Lamont Bishop back and he's that, that hammer, right? He may not make the awesome, fun, beautiful, sexy play, yeah, but he might be the guy that takes on a double team and plows two people over, and forces the running back to go backwards, and then you get the Colin Oliver involved.
2: It's, also the, the, yeah.
0: it's the beauty of what we have coming in, right? It's the same as offensive tackle. This dude we're bringing in, people are like, North Texas, North Texas, North Texas, look at Okie State, ha, ha, ha. Again, just like we're talking about the running back, Sean Tyler, who had over a 1,000 yards two years in a row. Yeah. You don't have this dude, right, don't, Cooper, Cooper. He only gave up seven sacks and one thousand three hundred and twenty-six snaps. Are you flipping kidding me? Again, it's hard to do that in practice if against your best flipping player.
1: Yeah, and it's and,
0: and, insane numbers, and that's what we're, we're bringing in guys that are clearly way better oh, yeah. than everybody else on the field. With no disrespect no. to the the, the the schools that they were at, yeah, but you can tell when a dude is just oh, he's up there.
1: And and I honestly, after watching his film and learning more about, you know, what he was able to accomplish during his time at Tulsa, I wonder how he ended up at a school like Tulsa, you know, and how how he didn't, you know, I mean, super glad we got him now. I'm not complaining. Don't tell me. Yeah. But uh, that that, that goes back to your point about the, you know, three versus two linebackers at that second level and tells me that he knows he's the guy. He's not worried about losing his spot which is the confidence I look for out of the veteran leader, uh, similar to what we got from Josh Stills when he came over.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so uh, just like I said with Sean Tyler, numbers traditionally speak for themselves. Typically, stats don't lie. Now, there are some very convoluted stats nowadays, right? But if you keep it fairly simplistic, stats tell a big story. And just like Sean Tyler, when you go, I don't care if it's Tulsa University, But when you have 101 daggone tackles in one season, and you almost have 11 TFLs and in, like, what, almost 40 games with Tulsa, he had, like, 254 tackles, 27 tackles for loss, uh, eight sacks, seven sacks, something like that, and uh, a a pretty good number of picks. So, again, when you're looking at the numeric value of something, which you should, because stats matters. Stats, lives matter, okay? And th- that level of stats, you can't deny it. Anywhere no. he goes, he's going to be successful. So, yeah. yeah, he's huge, right? And then we're in the top two for Savion at Washington, right? And when you're when you're rocking and rolling around town at what six eight six nine, um, six eight six nine three twenty five three thirty. And everybody wants you, and now it's down to us in Colorado. Yeah, that's a hard. That's a little bit of a hard pitch because uh, yeah. if if anybody sits here and says we should out recruit Deion Sanders on a daily basis, no.
1: And on yeah. a surface level, look at Deion versus Gundy. Not to compare the two because they're not comparable. You Audrey, know, yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Deion's got his own thing, and Gundy's got his own thing. But yeah, players' perspective. You're looking for. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard of a player that's not looking to play for a player's coach. And yes,
0: yes, that, that, that wants to win. What,
1: that is what Deion Sanders in. And the the time, the more time that goes on, that seems like what more Mike Gundy is not. And who knows? Like I said, it could be just a front. And you, you know, you said there's probably a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we don't know of and things that we will never find out because it's so lock and key. Um, But putting up a front and saying I'm not a portal guy is just about as opposite as you can get from Deion Sanders.
0: Well, you know, it's all about credibility, right? Okay. So uh, players know that when Deion Sanders says he can do something or he will do something 99.999% of the time, it's what it is. So if Deion Sanders says, hey, bro, Come to Colorado, and I can make you a a second-round pick tomorrow. You're going to do it. So, Gundy has that credibility level as well. It's different, right? It's taken him 15, 16 years of his 18 years coaching to do it as a head coach, right? But it's done. It's been done. Gundy now has the ability that when he shows up on campus at a high school, it is a big deal. and I think uh, you know. I think I think we are, in fact, at the moment capitalizing. So if if we can if we can get Savion Washington somehow over uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders, which if you look at a fit and you pay attention to, again, who we're bringing in, we're only bringing in dudes that want to sock you in the mouth. It's the only guys we're bringing in. Yes, sir. I mean, look at uh, okay. So let's let's talk about uh, Deson um, uh, Stribling. From Washington State, six three two ten two oh nine, and if you if you watch him run routes, bro, I'm not even gonna lie. <clears throat> I've got a, a big poster of Justin Blackman somewhere, yeah. and you know when he would take off on his route. Same with Terrell Owens, they would lean forward all yeah. crazy like. That's how that dude takes off on his routes. But once he gets going, hard he's, he's hard. an absolute animal. So it's so funny. Last year, 247 did a, a piece on him. yeah. And 247 was saying that he was going to be like the, the big-time surprise wide receiver to bust on the scene in the Pac-12 this season. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he had a good year. He, he just didn't jump off the page like everybody thought. Yeah. Everybody thought that he was just going to massively arrive, and it didn't happen. It's okay because it didn't happen for Tay Martin either until he came to Stillwater.
1: That's exactly what I was talking about this morning with somebody. Yeah.
0: And Tay will tell you when he came here, isn't that crazy? He came from another pretty significantly sized Division I Power Five football program. Yeah. And he comes to O State thinking that he's ready because he started there and they're pretty good. And he finds out he's a year behind our level of conditioning. Yes. Like so again, if We're you here. come to if you come to O State. You knowing that you're going to leave 20, 30, 15, 45 pounds heavier oh, yeah. and ready to rock and roll for the next level. That's why Rob Glass is the highest paid strength man in America. And I know a lot of people this year were a little concerned that maybe Rob Glass went too hard, which is why we got too many people got hurt, right? But again, it's all about numbers, okay? The, the People tend to forget That we used to be capped, everybody was at 85, um, you know, players on team, right? So that's what you had. Now you can have like 135. So, yes, injuries matter, and you don't see injuries like this happen hardly ever. Yes. Statistically speaking, I haven't done the math, but I guarantee you somebody watching can. So help me out. Help me out, y'all. But if we can figure out the mathematics behind the the, the, the difference uh, and, and winning, when it just comes to that one specific area, I think it's it, it's massively beneficial, and and it, and, it, and it arrives on our side of the coin quite a bit. So we should land a lot of these dudes. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Stribling is it, He's impressive. He's very impressive, and we like we love that Z receiver that can just. Go get it. Yeah. To, to me, that was the coaching had a large hand, and Spencer Sanders not really progressing a lot, right? But I also think another reason he didn't progress his first two years very much is because he relied on Tylen Wallace and Tay Martin over and over and over. So instead oh, of going God. through all the progressions, he knew before the play started.
1: Oh yeah, and it he was, was all- throwing
0: yeah. to those dudes. Yeah. And so. You know, it, it looks like we're bringing some of that back. And then, again, the offensive line thing. If we can get Savion Washington to be lined up with Dalton Cooper, that's going to make Kaylee BTN 10 times better. And Kaylee BTN is going to be a guy that may sip, sit back behind a little bit, right? Right. But this year of injuries was astronomically worse. So, again, if somebody statistically can help me find how many injuries this season were compared to other years? Yeah, I would like. To, I, I think that would be interesting to know because, again, it's not a massive excuse, right? But it did happen.
2: Yeah,
0: and it does happen. The only the That'd only be benefit the only benefit is those hundred and thirty guys or hundred twenty five or whatever, the ones that are always on the scout team. Yeah, they got better, right? even if they're third stringers their whole career, they just got better which means this next spring, which means this next fall, we should be much better on the scout team at, at progressing everybody forward more right Absolutely. Yeah and- so out of the guys that we've talked about thus far, which is basically the, the guys the quarterbacks that could potentially come in we've hit how massive of a get Justin Wright is because he fills a gap literally literally and figuratively. Speaking, yep. right? Um, and we've talked about Dalton Cooper, big, massive dude, doesn't give up seven sacks for 1,326 or 28 or whatever it is, uh, about 1,300 plus. Uh, that's just amazing, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, another thing I wanted to uh, talk about before we skedaddle on out of here was <clears throat> give me something that you've noticed throughout this recruiting cycle uh, right now, that that's surprising to you, whether it be a person, whether it be a way we're doing it, but yada yada yada. Just give me a little intel on your opinion from how the recruiting cycle right now is different than all the others in years past.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I think that what I'm seeing and what what we're talking about a lot as our team is the immediately filling those needs. Um, I I agree with you that there's still a few positions like quarterback that we need to see something happen immediately, whether it's you know, uh, call or Armstrong, like you said, but, um, as far as, you know, cornerback and, and I know, you know, we haven't ha- had a commitment yet from the Boston college kid. Um, but the fact that we got an offer out the same day and yeah, yeah. right immediately. So our big thing and you know, what I'm so excited about and, and proud of honestly, is the immediate, um, attention that we're getting to those, those wounds that need band-aids. And, and I'm, that's yeah. that's been really the big difference for me. So um, as it compares to, to past seasons, I don't I don't really know because you know last season was the first time we've had a transfer pool, right? Um, yeah,
0: really. Yeah.
1: So uh, that was a uh, that was a big thing, and 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 I only say that is because we got guys like Tay Martin that added value to the bottom line. Um, yeah. So you know uh, I know I know it's going to be value adders as well. Um, so guys like Justin, right. So um, how about on your end? Cause, cause that's what I've seen. And that's what I'm loving is, is immediate fills.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's massive, right? It, your ability to respond on and off the field is a pretty good indication of what direction you're going. And again, to me, the best part about what we're doing right now in recruiting is whether it be high school kids or transfers, The number one thing right now seems to be we're just looking for smash mouth, hardcore, throw it all on the line, you know, throw caution to the wind and just let it rip, let it ride. And we're going to obviously as as the segments move on the next segment, I'll cover a lot of the high school guys. Um, But yeah, from a statistical perspective, the guys we're bringing in, you're dead on. They're filling exact holes at exact times. And it's wonderful to see how aggressive we are. Heck, again, we, we touched on it briefly, but we haven't talked enough about Ladarius Webb Jr. That dude is a he's a monster. Yeah. He's an absolute monster. So I know losing Jabar Muhammad is going to hurt. Obviously, it appears as though we're going to hold on to Cordy Black, which is okay. You've heard a lot of good things about DJ McKinney and DeKelvin Beeman uh, and, and even Epps, right? We've got some people fluttering, yeah. fluttering in the background that we know are good but somebody like a Webb junior, right. And you know, that his response, his response to everything is just, it's exactly the kind of character that you want in Stillwater as well. It it makes it easy to build around.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bringing in those players because, you know, we talked with Lyric after you, you know, you had him on your show. Um, and Lyric kind of told us that, um, he he's looking to be a bigger voice. And I see, I don't see any of these guys coming in, especially, you know, uh, as you mentioned, Webb is like coming in and being quiet and taking the back seat in the locker room. Um, and I think these guys are immediately, you know, leaders who, who, who that's what we need, because yeah. if, you at, if you look at the guys, we're losing and uh, in, in the transfer portal, it's, it's a lot of our team leaders on both sides of the ball. Um, so the fact that we're not only filling with skills, but also uh, leadership that is developed and tried and true already.
0: Yeah. You know, I, we, we do have a lot of youth and, and, and a lot of youth did play quite a bit. I think uh, a little opposite in, in the transfer market for me, only in the sense of, because we had so many freshmen and, and sophomores and rich freshmen that got way more playing time than they were ready for this season. Yeah. If you look at who we've lost, Mason Cobb hurts, Jabbar Muhammad hurts, Spencer Sanders hurts. Thomas Harper, it kind of hurts, but he was a special teams guy for three yeah. and a half, four years. And then he missed the last five games of the season. So it, it doesn't hurt that bad. It's no disrespect. It just is, we're the same with Trace Ford. Yes, he's an NFL level talent, but the poor guy spent 75% of his career oh, in the medical room. Right, it's yeah. I just, you know. So when people say that we're losing all these big time dudes, it they haven't been playing for uh, some of them really years. So I just I don't, I don't always agree that the name that we're losing indicates the level of 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 You're right. play. Right. Because whenever Trace Ford went out, whose numbers went up?
2: Yeah, Colin.
0: Colin Oliver. Yeah. Right. So. Colin Oliver proved that he's a little bit more of a volume guy, right? We learned something this year about Colin Oliver. It takes him a half, three quarters before he gets cranked.
1: We're a second half ball team, too.
0: <laughs> when, when, But when he gets cranked in the second half, he's really, really, really hard to stop. Offensive tackles have a hell of a time with him in the fourth quarter. It's just, it's a fact. So, yeah. You know, and then we lose someone like a Canaan Williams. You know, he, he showed talent, right? Reminds you a little bit of it to Kelvin Beeman, if we're being real. But, again, a special teams guy, right? So we're losing some dudes that have been here for a few, a few years. That is accurate. Yeah. But I would argue that a good portion of them left because they see the Lyric roles. They see the Kendall Daniels. They see they see the um, uh, Trey Ruckers, the DeKelvin Beemans, the Cameron Apps. Yeah, these guys are moving around, and, and and we've got someone like Cam Franklin coming in, right? A six foot three, almost two hundred pound corner safety. Like we're about to have. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we're about to have every corner and safety over like six one, six foot here before too long.
2: Who'd, the thought,
0: who, who'd have thought at Oklahoma State we'd be getting a bunch of Justin Gilberts when we used to have to get a bunch of Broderick Browns that just surprised people?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, we... Paris,
0: Cox. Paris Cox was not very big.
1: Yeah, we're starting to get Somebody... deep there.
0: So that's exciting. Yeah. Man. Awesome. It's, it's fun. It's fun. So, all right, brother. Before we skedaddle on out of here, I want you to give me one player on the team right now that you think is going to have a breakout breakout season and one recruit that we're looking at that you think is just a must have. Yeah. That's about to, that's about to decide soon.
1: Yeah. I, I'll i start with the the recruit. That's a must have. And I think I'm feeling really good about it. it's got to be Brennan Armstrong. Um, so coming in at okay. QB and I'm going to, I'm going to say recruit and that includes the transfer pool, not just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah.
1: Sure. So, um, yeah, Armstrong must have got to, got to get that QB room deep again. And I think there's a ton that he can teach Rangel and Gundy. Um, and then we set ourselves up nicely, uh, for the, for the next, you know, two to three years there. Um, uh, as far as, uh, breakout player goes,
2: man,
1: I, we saw a glimpse of it in the last home game. Um, uh, Disappointing loss for sure, but I think uh, Stephon Johnson is 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 coming for everybody next year, and oh, and I agree. It, and it showed both both in, in, in the routes he's running and the plays he's trying to make. Although maybe the ball didn't get to him, um, but also very scrappy, very you know, I like it. I oh, think yeah. I think he's going to have a great year, and um, I'm pumped to watch our, our receiving core. Blossom, but it doesn't happen without a quarterback, you know, like, like Brennan, yeah. Brennan, uh Yeah. Armstrong.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, I, 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 just disagree just a hair. Um, I I'm more of in the camp that I would rather spend an extra scholarship spot on an additional O-lineman. I would rather spend so many scholarship spots on O-lineman that we lose one than, spin one on a quarterback that I don't necessarily think is necessary. Hear me out, okay? Only because of the talent around. Yeah. If you have let's say Ollie Gordon gains 5 more pounds of muscle and he improves his 40 by by 2.2 2 seconds. Let's just say that happens. Let's say Jaden Nixon gets a little bit faster. Let's say this Sean Tyler kid that comes in from having over 2200 yards in 2 years. Yeah. Um but, you know, let this kid kind of see how, how he blossoms and then you factor in DeAndre Jackson who is going to be a beast when we need some yardage. Um he, obviously he's 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 trying to get on the show. I guess we're just back and forth. It is what it is, but we're playing phone tag, I guess. We'll get it squared away. But you look at that amount of talent. And if we can shore up this O-line, if we got a Dalton Cooper, if we can get Kaylee BtN a little bit more progress, if we can bring back Cole Birmingham and, and, and Preston Wilson, another guy who we're going to end up having on the show, and then you can get somebody like a Savion Washington. You're building something. And then you look at the wide receivers. How deep are we at wide receiver? It's insane. You can always use more talented wide receivers, right? Nobody's ever going to question that. But that's not an issue right now. Like, if we had to roll out with just the wideouts we have at this very moment, we're fine. We're fine. So I think that at quarterback, if you put that amount of talent around Garrett Rangel, I do believe that that's a 10-11 win season no matter what happens. You are right. If we bring somebody in like an Armstrong that is willing to chunk it deep every four, five, six plays over and over and over, it does make it a little bit more exciting. It does, yeah. and I think that put that pushes Rangel to be better.
2: Yeah. So I
0: I, I, I'm with you, just for a little bit of a different reason, because I don't know that, I don't know that either of McCall or Armstrong are just light years ahead of Rangel. Rangel to me is 15 pounds shy of being that dude.
1: Yeah. No, that's majorly a valid point, and uh, and
0: you're right, dude. with Stefan Johnson Jr. His ability to, to get on the defensive back's feet, to get the DB on his heels or flip his hips the, the, the wrong way, his ability to do that as a freshman is remarkable. It is. His route running and feet technique, it's it's really good. It's really, really good. And he'll tell you, just like when we had his dad on the show, yeah. the only Achilles heel he had this year was high pointing. That was it. There was a few times he tried to, you know, make the safe catch, and it allowed the DB time to catch back up. Yeah, but that's, you know, you improve that, and you're you're golden, yep. you're aces, and uh, yeah, like I said, I just I think we have so many weapons. If we can build up this O line real quick, fast, and in a hurry, we're going to be very, very dangerous, regardless of who we have a QB.
1: We got a we got a lot more good going for us right now than bad, and I think that's what a lot of people are are zeroing in on is the you know, little tiny negative things. But uh, we need yeah. to expand our our vision here and realize that there's good things happening in Stillwater. You know, the coaching yeah. staff is is making the right decisions. Whether whether you agree with the face of the coaching staff and you know the words that are coming out of his mouth or not is up to you. But uh, right. man, you gotta you gotta focus on what's you gotta you gotta you know filter out the good and the bad and, and realize there it's 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 outweighed itself right now totally
0: that's actually a phenomenal way to put it right I, I completely agree if you have more bad going on than good then there's a problem there's a problem that needs to be talked about and I think we actually did cover that some of during the season yeah uh, so you, you I started like I think three weeks or so right before you right yeah. Before y'all launched this thing the last month. Yeah. And it you could see, right? Mid season towards the end, K State, KU, you could visibly, physically see that something was wrong. Right? Yeah. There was a disconnect somewhere. And now that the season's over and you've had the things transpire as they have, and you've you've seen who transferred. I do see that there was a disconnect in the locker room, clearly. But it appears to me the disconnect was Spencer Sanders and Mike Gundy. Not that they disliked each other by any stretch. I know they love each other, right? But you could tell Spencer Sanders wanted more control. He wanted more say. He wanted to be a little bit more risky. You could tell when he would get irritated and frustrated when we'd run the ball on third and 14 right up the Body language, body language, body
2: language.
0: Yeah, so that became infectious. And it caught caught wildfire. To me, that's what happened. That's what happened this season. And what we've been able to do with, with all these dudes like Ollie Gordon and Kendall Daniels and Colin Oliver and Preston Wilson and Cole Birmingham, you're seeing these dudes talking about running it back 23, basically. Yeah. Right? So you're getting a lot of meat and taters back. I know we're losing some big deals. I get that. But the gaps that we're feeling make this conversation a lot better than worse. So it makes it fun. And Perfect. let's face it, for, for your job to succeed, this is a fact, for my job to succeed, we have to be good at stuff. Yeah. Nobody wants to tune in to a show, no matter how cool it is, to talk about how, how 2 and L8 two and is okay. It's not. I, I couldn't have imagined doing a show for KU football for a decade.
1: Yeah,
0: it's probably pretty like,
1: true right now, though, huh?
0: <laughs> it's well, well, yeah, but I mean, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph—that would be difficult to go through, buddy. Absolutely, it's like every day you got to try to be positive. Like, hey, <laughs> we only lost by forty-three today, so
2: <laughs> hey, man. So, good guys,
0: so, <laughs> so, come check out my podcast and hear me talk about. How we gave up 726 yards. That would suck, dude. Oh, we beat Texas. <laughs> oh, well, you know the funny part about that. When they beat Texas and they and they should have beat OU, and they, yeah. they played West Virginia to like overtime or really close, too, right? Back to, back to back. You saw that they're they're figuring some stuff out. You yeah. could see it, and that's again my, my my one of my frustrations with Gundy is. I feel like there's times when people say stuff that's just wildly inaccurate. I'm I'm coming. It just it is what it is, because I feel like again, O State can never grow if we allow people to say negative, false stuff all the time. When you've got five shows talking crap about how O State's falling apart, and yeah. then you have zero shows combating it. Again, that's what gets me riled up, and and I I don't mind because of the research right. If you do enough research, you can call people out and tell them they're flipping wrong and, and you can prove that they're wrong and, and you don't mind doing it. And, and so again, that's the, the good fight. And I want to thank people like you for, 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 for doing it too. Because if we let, that's what happens, bro, is you have all these analysts and journalists talking about how crappy things are for O-State. <clears throat> so if you're a student or a casual fan, Guess yeah. what you hear? Oh, O State's in a bad spot, and then you you're looking. We're looking at it as 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 dudes that research all day every day, and we're like, no, we're we're not that bad off. Why is it, why is it, why are people acting like the Titanic's going down?
2: Yeah, every day. Well, all,
0: all we lost was a couple of our lifeboats. Is it a big deal? Yeah. yeah. Is it gonna sink the ship? Hell to the no. A great
1: analogy.
0: It just it just, you know, it's 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 wild to me. So, that's why I love this job because I feel like we can help market and grow the brand by telling people what's up. Oh yeah. So, stop letting all the negative feed out and spew all over the place and it allow casual fans to grab a hold of it and think things were just falling apart. That's my mission. That's our mission. It's exactly. to make sure people understand, like, no, 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 chill out. But I will tell you, when things are going up sideways, I will tell you about it all day, every day. But when yeah. people are saying stuff that's not true, I feel like it's our job to be like, no, 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 don't spread this crap.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And that's why I love it. And that's why I'm very, 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 very glad that you were able to jump on the show. because again. You. Every avenue that you can explore um, to just help grow O State we're at a time we're at a time where that logo is pretty cool, right? We're at a time in our history that people nationally know what that logo is. So now yep. it's time that we grow it and we make it bigger and we let people understand that we do have the Des Bryants and the Barry Sanders and the Thurman Thomas and the and the Mason Rudolphs and the James Washingtons and the Chris Carsons and the Tyreek Hills of the world because not enough people know bro how long did we spend before we put a flipping statue of the greatest running back in the history of football why did it take us 25 years
1: that's a big that's a good question
0: <laughs> why do we have dudes like Bob Finnamore and Terry Miller and Thurman Thomas and we wait thirty years to start putting their names up. We're playing some catch up right now, really fast. It it blo- exactly it blows my mind. But you're probably you're that's probably why the show is growing fast. Yeah, is because when you hear all this crap, 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 yeah. crap, 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 We're crap, and then for- you have then you have people coming in and just just if you break it down by stats, that's why I love stats. That's my obsession, right? right. I write stuff down because I commit it to memory, and statistically, I think that's how you prove people wrong when they say that. Oh yeah, uh, Mason Cobb's leaving because he he was only going to be average at O State. I've heard that, and then you're like, the dude has 96 tackles, yeah. and somebody's going to pay him a big old bag of water of cash because he's average. No, what? what? And again that's the stuff that I feel like we are here to combat because you see it constantly. You see the crap fest all the time. And we have to be able even even as casual fans if you want to name drop me or poke scoop and just be like no, I actually heard that you know we're bringing these four four or five guys in so things are getting better as a casual fan. And all it does is it helps us grow. Yeah. Right? We're happy. And the more that. we grow, the more success we have, the more it helps enrollment, the more it helps with financial capabilities, the more it helps with donors, the more it helps with NIL. So again, you sir, appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, keep guys. Fighting, keep fighting a good fight because Likewise. it's it's gonna get out there. And whenever whenever one of one of our sports kicks open that door. I think things are going to take off a lot because just like in basketball, even though I don't always agree with the sentiment of we need a winner before we'll show up to the game. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But once we have that level of winner, I think that all of the Oklahoma state people that do it the right way, that do it on a daily type of basis uh, are going to be able to, to grow even more. So that's why I love doing what I do. Every single day, because I know the more success we have, the more this is all growing. Like, could you imagine one year where we made it to the final four in football, made it to the final four in basketball and made it to Omaha in baseball. I don't
1: think, I don't think you and I have enough time in the day in the year to handle that.
0: No, it would be, it would be, it would, it would be a lot, but it would be amazing. Cause again, so that, good, that's, good. The, that's, that's the flipping objective you know what I mean? Um, and you, and you're right. It is amazing because I wake up every single day with messages from multiple people. Like, did you hear about this coach? Did you hear about this recruit? Did you, you know what I mean? And it makes it so much fun, bro.
1: It does, man.
0: Um, and, and so that's, you know, you know, you're doing things the right way and you guys are, you guys are definitely. And before we, we get out of here, can you tell me briefly, you guys kind of are, are taking this, uh, this this group approach right and i think from a a journalistic coverage type of thing it's very smart but if you could briefly kind of explain to me why or how you got this big group together and inevitably what is your end all be all goal to poke scoop and and the fact that you have so many guys uh helping helping make it awesome
1: yeah, exactly. I think I think it, it comes from a different uh, couple different things, but ultimately, you know, we're all you know college best friends, and, and you know, all all lived together at one point, and, and made such okay. great memories in waters together, um, that we we have this shared desire for our university as we all do, um, but there are subject matter experts in each uh, sport, and okay. Basketball, wrestling, football, uh, baseball. So those are the main four. Um, right. We've got to get a lot better at you know um, de- deserving time towards you know JC Hoyt's team, um, and and we've got some you know some golf knowledge, but definitely not the expertise that you know the level of our school deserves because we are you know top ten yeah. golf university as well. So it, it came from you know what everyone was passionate about amongst our big passion, which is Oklahoma State. And, and the athletics of the university. So I guess the goal would be, you know, to have more access to the, the things that we are passionate about. And, and that starts with, you know, the university and, and getting you really? you know, media access. So I, I think that's a, that's a big milestone that we're, that we're looking at and, you know, right. we're just chug-a-lugging our, 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 our way along towards that. Um, but we know that that takes time based on, you know, people that we've talked to that have tried to go that route that have failed. Um, so right now we are trying to, you know, mitigate all all the negative, you know, thoughts and you know past past experiences that everyone else has had, and just go about it a new way and and just yeah. 100% transparent with the university, but also with you know people that we do our live Monday night spaces with, because uh, both of those stakeholders are equal to us. Um, right right right, right, right. They, they both make this machine that is Oklahoma State athletics work um, so that's kind of our origin story um, and where we hope to go but it's a step-by-step process that we've learned
0: well you know I would say definitely keep it up um, because I have noticed that Monday you're the, the amount of people watching it continues to grow yeah and that's really all you're looking for as long as you're growing you're fine if you ain't growing you're dying yep. Right. And you are right. There are a lot of people that have tried to do this. And 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 in my opinion, it's just my opinion, but in my opinion, why it didn't always work is two things. Number one, people try to take too much of a journalistic and professional type of approach, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, because when you have a conversation with somebody about sports, when's the funnest time to get in an argument with somebody about football or basketball at the bar, right? Like in your backyard, grilling and barbecuing. Yeah. And a lot of people try to, I don't know. um, They get too invested with how easy it is to do research, right? And they they do things on the fly because A, they think it looks easy and B, they don't have the the passion for it. No. Like you have to, it's not just a job. Like if you go get a journalism degree from, I don't, Stanford, right? And then you get a job at O state. You're going to do it like a job. That's great. But you're not going to be invested every single day. You're not going to be watching videos and reading newspapers on a daily basis and so to me, that is probably where a lot of people failed. It's because they view it more of a job than an obligation to do the right thing. And to me, that's what the biggest thing is. If you're going to get on, your obligation is to make things bigger, better, and better for the university. Oh, yeah. If you don't add anything, if you don't add value to what you're, you're trying to get out, then in my opinion, it just, it doesn't work. And that's why, again, part of the reason I did this, you watch some shows and it's so monotone. Yeah. Rehearsed, um, reading, you know, on the fly type of crap. If, if you, if you don't put in the time to me, it's visible. And if you, if it's visible, that means you're not respecting what you're doing enough and it has to be a passion thing. Uh, there yeah. are some people like a Josh neighbors that are very successful at doing the job and just being so bad, a professional about it that they do cover everything, every angle, um, you know, the same way. I'm not going to do that. I am. I research and watch. O state stuff. Six, seven hours a day, every single day. Yeah. I don't go on and watch seven hours of Washington film. Why? Because It has nothing to do with me. That's not my lane. So to me, if you dedicate your time to your craft, and if your craft is O-State, your knowledge of O-State gives you more credibility, more credibility equals growth. Um, And yeah, the passion's part of it. And so that's why I think you guys are going to be successful because it's a group of you that have different expertise that actually do care. So you're not just reading something and presenting it it's in your mind because you give a hoot about it. Yeah. Like I could argue against the brick wall about O state. I could, I swear to you, I could, (laughs) but it's just, it, it, when it gets ingrained in your memory and you can present it to people as facts, it opens people's eyes when you don't even live in the state and you can go somewhere and talk to them about Oklahoma state university, just because they're walking in with, with, you know, a a UMass t-shirt on. Yeah. Like I started a conversation the other day at a gas station, dude walking with a UMass shirt. And then I just started talking about Travis Ford because that's where we got Travis Ford from was UMass. Yeah. And we, me and this dude get on this 10 minute conversation over at the gas pump about Travis Ford. And what am I doing? I'm just, I'm spitting Oklahoma state stuff because that's what I think about all day. Yeah. And it does nothing but help grow it. So again, if, if I have any advice, it is, be be, uh, be realistic, you know, be accurate. You're going to mess up sometimes. And the beauty of this job is everything you do on Mondays is recorded. Yeah. So people can rewind it and be like, hey, you remember that stupid thing you said that one Tuesday? It's going to happen.
2: Yeah. Which... And
0: I, I think that's why some people walk the line, right? And they're, they're so focused on not saying something that can be used against them. I give 13 craps because if you're going to use something against me in a couple of years, that's fine. I don't care if I was wrong, but, I, but, I, but it's because I know I researched it well enough to, to put it out there. So remember, yeah. are things going to be wrong sometimes? Yes,
2: Absolutely.
0: but you can't let that deter you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get some messages that Cody, you're too aggressive. That may, that may be, but, even if I make mistakes being too aggressive, all I ask is that you tell me where I'm wrong. Just because I may be too aggressive does not mean I'm wrong. Like I caught flack the other day for saying that Boone Picking Stadium doesn't hold a candle to a packed out 13,000 plus Gal Yeah. Okay. I offended some people. I apologize to some degree, but is it a lie? Have you ever been to a 13,200 Gallagher-Iva? If you haven't, you don't know. Yeah. But if you've been to one, you may get angry about what I said, but you should also, in the back of your mind, be like,
1: that, that too- guy,
0: it's too, it's too rude, it's too aggressive, we yeah. love Boone Pickens, but that little voice has to be in the back of your head saying, but you don't walk out of Boone Pickens deaf. Yeah, <laughs> like you you don't like, you know. Other than Bedlam last year, that's it. Yeah, you don't walk out of Bedlam thinking, "Holy crap, that's that the was a era. physical experience." Yeah, dude, it's it's insane. But again, like if you present it and it's real information, ninety percent of the time you're going to be wrong occasionally. Yeah, it is what it is. We already
1: have been a few times, so it, it comes. It comes with the good, comes with the bad. Hopefully, like we said, more good than bad. Always, and um, just gotta say, we uh, we couldn't do it without you. So we appreciate your your continued uh, help and support and advice for us because it is it is a tough job. Uh, it is, a yeah. lot a lot of people think you can just wake up one day and make a Twitter account and just start spewing Bro, and retweeting things. But uh, it's that's not the case.
0: There are hundreds, and I'm not lying. There are hundreds of sports broadcast journalists uh podcasters that they don't research nothing i'll give you one you ready for this one paul the mouth breathing buffoon fine bomb (laughs) that dude i i would bet you money that at one point in time in his career he did study right i would i would i would say that's probably accurate and then the big boat the big B.S. Boat of the SEC rolled in with their massive marketing genius, and they were like, hey, you guy, you cover SEC, guess what? We're about to blow the SEC up. All you got to do is sit here and not screw it up. So he got to a point in his career that he didn't have to research anything because he was backed by the almighty SEC, so he could jump behind a microphone and say something stupid like, oh, hell, I don't know. Nobody in the country likes Bedlam. Yet we have 8.8 or 9 million flipping frackin' viewers. The viewers, yeah. Those people, dude, there's hundreds of them and that's why again this job I put a lot into it because I think you can see the difference between the dudes who do research it and the dudes who get on and say stupid crap. Agreed. Right? Like if you say, okay, I got I got a, a really good example, right? Right now we've got a kid Sorry for having to take a drink. We've got a kid. Have you heard of this new guy we just got, Andrew McCall? Yeah. Out of Atoka, Oklahoma. He's a yeah. preferred walk on. Yeah. Okay. But the dude's six foot two, 215. And I, so here's my, my assignment for you when you get off here watch that dude's film. It is insane. Like we said earlier, like Ladarius Webb Jr. and Juco. He's yeah. so he's much better than everybody else. It's like, why is he there? Understand Otoka, uh, Oklahoma is only a two A high school. I get that. But when you see a guy <clears throat> that is D1 caliber, he better be um head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. At, at the two A level. Yeah.
0: This kid is. A nightmare for every single he's bigger than everybody, he's stronger than everybody, he's faster than everybody, he wears the old school neck collar, he fills gaps as good as Justin Wright does in a heartbeat. I get that it's small-time football, okay? Yeah, but when you again, it's all about production, production, production. To me, it's all about production. And if you're somebody that's gonna get that get out there and you're gonna be able to produce. To that crazy level, um, then I don't you know sign me up because yeah. and, the and dude had know. like he had a, a ninety nine tackles and and like twenty something tackles for loss. Like his his numbers are just Phenomenal. insane. They're absolutely insane. So if he comes to O State and he puts on ten more pounds, he's already six two six three. He looks like Bobby Boucher, bro. Go watch his film. I swear to you, he looks like Bobby Boucher. I'm not he even lying. To,
1: he needs to bring Malcolm's little brother, too. He got a PWO, I think it was yesterday. Yes, were- he
0: did. Gabriel Gabriel Rodriguez. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a small
1: market like that, and we need to get them both there immediately with Coach Blass.
0: Well, and again, so uh, I, I don't mind drinking gallons of orange Kool-Aid all the time, but also I also don't mind keeping it real. The yeah, difference, yeah. in my opinion, between Gabriel Rodriguez and I would love to be wrong. I would purposely lose money to be wrong, but I don't see Gabe being able to do a lot. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, I think Gabe would probably dominate at somewhere like in North Texas, but yeah. I just, I, I, he's an athlete. We don't that, really know where he's gonna go, where we, where he's gonna fit in. So I don't know, but. I think that wholeheartedly not sunshine pumping uh, I think this uh, this high school kid I think he's got something I think Andrew oh, McCall I think he's got something that um, I'll go do my homework. You don't see you don't see it very often. Yeah, yeah. Like even if he was playing 6A football. If he read and reacts like that and his number one objective is to break something when he hits you He's your guy. I'll take it. There's a reason they call Justin Wright the psycho.
2: He's got the right? tattoo on the show, too.
0: Yes. And <laughs> that's how he plays. That's how Lyric Rawls is going to play. That's how uh, Trey Rucker plays. <laughs> and now we've got Justin Wright. And and I'm, i got to save some nuggets for, for, the, for my show tomorrow. But I'll just say that there's a common theme. And we'll start tomorrow's show with offensive linemen and we'll kind of go over that department because that's where we're hurting the most. Mm -hmm. There's going to be, yeah, like I said, I got to save some stuff, but there's going to be some commonality there. And to me, it's something that Gundy has never, I've never, ever, 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 ever seen Gundy recruit this way. No, We've recruited speed, 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 speed. Right? Because we're not as big and bad and hard as everybody else. So right. we've recruited speed and, and, and specialty positions for the last 16 years. Yeah. Accurate. This is a different class. We have never recruited this way.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. That's a, that's a, that's a good uh, observation. And uh, it, it's
0: fun, man. I, I just, fun I'm, be curious,
1: I'm curious how long it will take to see it come to fruition, and now we're this new brand that's not speed, you know? How, how right, cool.
0: I'll, I'll leave you one more nugget. One more nugget before we get out of here. You ready for this one? Hit me. We are all over tight ends right now. We are all over them. We've got Blaine Green coming back. I haven't heard anything about Rashad Owens. I haven't heard anything about Braden Cassidy. Okay? No. But why would we be targeting a crap ton of tight ends, big time tight ends, unless we plan on moving on from Dickey and McIndo and starting, or it's like, if somebody's making a concerted effort right now to say, you know what? I'll be damned. Good point. We need, we need another Blake Jarwin. We need another Brandon Pettigrew. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just get it done. And so I'm in love with the way we're going and recruiting right now. We've never recruited this way. It's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it works out. <laughs> it hurts to see. Uh,
1: it hurts to see Jelani Woods balling out too.
0: Um, uh, dude, under- I actually. So I told you how I went down the rabbit hole yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. When I started watching Brendan Armstrong film, I got lost in twenty four minutes of watching Daggum Jelani Woods too.
1: Man, yeah, no, it it kind of hurts, and and it it will always hurt to see underutilization. Happen, and when they move oh, on to you
2: know, oh.
1: different schools or to the league, but yeah. that is Gale as old as
0: time. So, same with Blake Jarwin. Like that's what people want to say that he was the last one, but really, we didn't use him very well at no. all. No, he was open on seam routes all the time. He was just surrounded okay. by better talent. But I think if you put Blaine Green there, and you bring in one of these these big time tight ends, we're looking at it has to be for a reason. And yeah. again, that's another reason I'm comfortable with Garrett Rangel. If you give him a Brandon Pettigrew type as a bailout, that's what that's what we don't have right now. Yeah, How many think. times did we even try to throw the ball to Rashad Owens? Maybe five, six times all year, maybe, yeah, maybe. And the- it's just you. We, you watch all these other games, all these other highlights. Teams are using uh, Iowa State multiple tight ends. K State multiple tight ends, OU multiple tight ends. It's worth all these, all these teams. TCU, they're all using tight ends against us, and we're not. We're the only team that does not use the Dagon tight end in the Big Twelve. But it looks like, looks like we're, we're we're either playing with fire or we're about to drown, because if we're going this this level. I'll explain tomorrow. But goodness gracious! Can't wait goodness for it, bro. Ah. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Um, let the let the fine folks out there across the country know how they can find you, uh, and and uh, a, a little bit more about what y'all got going on. Give yourself a shameless plug, my guy.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're we're at Poke Scoop, um, and I am Poke Boy. We got the ghost of J.W. Walsh. Sam, too, Stilly. His account's been kind of having some issues lately, but uh, finally, Stilly Week, that's the team of four. And we are, you know, we're working on expanding our platform. But right now, Twitter is our spot. And we got some merch coming out soon. You know, we got some
0: sponsors. Oh, really?
1: We got some shirts and, and stickers. So we uh, we definitely want to make sure our label is out there where you can see it and continue to support us. So uh, we very much appreciate AD and everything he's done for us because he has helped us go to the moon in what's been only about a month. So, uh, you oh, know, I it, man. We're, you know we're both going going a lot higher,
0: and and this is what O State needs. So, thank you. I agree. I, I wouldn't do it if it didn't make sense. Uh, what was it? Was it Floyd, Floyd Mayweather always said, "If it doesn't make money or, or it doesn't make sense, if it's not good business, why take the risk?" Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think I know for certainty that this is going to uh, inevitably end up taking off. Um, so I enjoy that you guys are willing to put in the work, and uh, it, it, makes it, it makes it fun. It makes it a lot easier to kind of have a community of people that, that are helping something collectively grow because we as a university, and at, when Bob Bowlesby was the leader of the Big 12 Conference, we did not market ourselves whatsoever. I've said this before, the Big Ten and the SEC, the only reason, the only flipping reason they are viewed above us is marketing, marketing, marketing. They've been putting out commercials for a decade about how awesome Alabama is, about how epic Ohio State is, even when they both weren't good.
1: Research universities, right?
0: (laughs) And now you look at this year as a perfect example. If you take the bottom five of the of the Big 12 and they go play the bottom five of the SEC and the bottom five of the Big Ten, they stomp a mud hole yeah. in them. It's not even it's not even a question. But you know, again, people don't know enough about that. People don't know enough about Big 12 country, right? Especially O State. And we like we talked about earlier, we as a university, we failed. Because we didn't have a statue of Barry 15 years ago. Because we didn't start the Ring of Honor a decade ago. We are miles and miles and miles away from being behind the eight ball. We did We've got, them. We, we, we got a lot of catching up to do. But yeah. again, if we keep at it, the catching up will take care of itself. Agreed. I love it. All right, brother, man. Well, I greatly appreciate you having on the show. Everybody out there, O State Nation, Say hello to the one of the founding gentlemen to get poke scoop rocking and rolling, and then also say goodbye yes. to my guy over there. I greatly appreciate your time, brother man. Again, and basically that's all we got for this one. But I leave everybody with this: if you build it, they will come. Right? Everybody's heard that. That's a good old, good old Kevin Costner baseball analogy that everybody understands. But it's true, right? If you build something and you do it the right way and you have the right building blocks behind it, I believe that even though you step on toes here and there, it's, it's the nature of the beast, you can be successful and you will be successful as long as what you're doing is based on success. Mike Gundy, we need you to keep winning, buddy. Mike Boynton, you're this close. J.C. Hoyt, keep doing your thing. You're helping us a lot. Josh Holiday, it's Omaha time, baby. And women's softball, let's win us another Big 12 title. Equestrian, another national title. We'll get wrestling turned around. We'll get golf figured out. Because here on Locked on, Oakland State, your first listen every single day, available on every podcasting platform, as well as YouTube, is here to give it all to you. I greatly appreciate your time. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go, folks. And we will do this again tomorrow.